You're listening to episode 43 of the National Centre for Writing podcast. Every week we talk about the writing life and discover exciting new projects. It's Wednesday 8th of May here at Dragon Hall in Norwich. I'm Simon Jones and I'm joined by my peerless colleague, Steph McKenna. Hello. And the one, the only, Peggy Hughes. Hello. <laughs> Today is a special episode in which we're going to dive into the City of Literature strand of the Norfolk and Norwich Festival programme with its chief architect. But first, Peggy, what are you reading right now? Oh, Simon, wow, dangerous. Simon, I've just, well, I'm presently not reading anything because I've, I've I've, it's a necessary to have a little lull for me after a really brilliant book. Do you have that? Like, well, like a, a couple of days? Kind of, or... Sometimes a palate cleanser or a little... Ooh, just to recover. Just to recover and think, right, how do I, what do I move on to, you know? So I'm, um, I've just read uh, Elizabeth Strout's Abide With Me, which I heartily recommend to anyone who wants to get a little closer to the dark quiet mysteries of the heart it's so sad and beautiful and I know that whole thing oh the character stayed with me but they absolutely Mm -hmm. have a life in my head now (laughs) um having just met them but um but yeah I've just I've just um I haven't discovered her but I was recommended Elizabeth Mm. Strout I don't know if you guys have read her but I know of I know of Elizabeth Strout through Lucy Barton fame that What's that book called? My name is Lucy. Barton. Oh, there you go. My yeah. name is Lucy Barton. That one, yeah. I remember that going around mm. and quite a few people talking about that at the time. Have you read yeah, that? I have. That's what kicked me off. Ah. And then I read all of Kitteridge. Oh, brilliant! Which apparently is a two-part TV series as well Ooh. with Frances McDormand. Oh, wow! So no even lesser. more. I know. Yeah. I love Frances McDormand. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then just because that was the one in the library, I picked it up. Abide with me. I think I'm going to go back tonight. Get some more get for the weekend. More. Yeah, so you, you, know, you discover soak them all up. You, know, yeah. you want to you discover something. You want to read everything. Yes, just that's absorb it all and take all of yeah, it on board. That's yeah, that's where I am. That's exciting. I know. Do you often binge on a single author until yeah. you've like exhausted their stuff? I do. Yeah, I do. But then it's sad because you I mean, come to an end. Yeah, especially if they're no longer in the world. That's mm. the worst. You're like, oh, I've yeah. literally read everything there is to read by whoever. But she's apparently writing a follow up to Olive Kittredge, which is really exciting. Oh, exciting. So she's still very much alive, by the way. With yeah, I did that with Ian M. Banks, where I only started reading oh him after God. he died, and then man. was like romping through his books, <laughs> and then decided just to stop Pause. because I wanted to like savour it. So you have, didn't find out more. he was dead at the end? Like, oh, I can't wait for his. No, latest. no, oh. I, 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 when he died, I then was like, I need to read his books because mm. I've always meant to, never have, mm. and now I should. So I did. He was a wonderful man. We met him once in yeah in a pub. Really? In Edinburgh. Yeah. Wow. He was fab. Peggy always has these great I stories. Know. Just Doesn't random show. encounters, but he was really properly. A wonderful guy. Yeah. So we were going to talk about Norfolk and Norwich Festival. We are. Which is coming up. So it kicks off um, this month, runs all the way through the month. And our bit of it, City of Literature, it focuses in on a weekend towards the end, as well as a few other bits and pieces. Yeah, we've got a couple of little bits. So we've we've got Handover Festival, which is uh, the the brilliant Engage project, which I know you've heard all about, avid podcast listeners. Um, But yeah, we've also got, as well as the City of Literature weekend, we have a couple of little outliers, which are um, an event with um, Ali Smith. The great, the one and only Ali Smith. The the wonderful Ali Smith. And with um, Hannah Jane Walker, the premiere of her her uh, much-anticipated solo show. Mm. Yes, we we had her on the podcast last week talking about the development of it. Incredible. So it all comes back round, doesn't it? Well, it's just one big happy conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for that, though, because we've, as you will know then, been very lucky to see sort of stages Mm. and and got got a little nosy behind the scenes, which has been, I mean, I've never been that close to a Mm. show in production, so it's just been, I don't know, it's been very cool to see how it gets put together. So when, when it comes to putting together something like this, we do this festival every year, mm-hmm. and when you've got 
the massive world of writers to draw on? How do you know where to start in terms of what you want to bring to the festival each time? Gosh, yeah. I mean, this one I've worked on with um, our brilliant colleague Florence, and that's been lovely. So it's kind of been a, a bit of a collaboration in that nature. But I suppose... I'm sure lots of people go about their festivals in different ways, but I suppose in the first instance, we obviously look at the budgets, we look at the time frame, we look at how many events we might need to, uh, you know, kind of stage across the, the available period of time. Um, and then in terms of who and how that all works, there's a couple of different ways. Um, in the first instance, we get pitches, as, you know, we do for Noirich as well and for all of our programmes, really. People write to us, they say, I've got a book out, I've got a talk I want you to consider, etc. So we gather those together. Um, Flo and I this year visited a lot of publishers in London and we had meetings with them and we were pitched stuff by mm. the publishers. So they were telling us what was coming out, who would be available, what an event with them might look like. So we take all that into I account. I got to sample a bit of that this year as well. You did. To with you. I you got did. to see a bit of a Noirage Crime Writing Festival pitch, which was very interesting, not something I'm used to seeing. Was it what you expected? It was, it was interesting yeah. to see the sales side of it, because I guess from a comms point of view, I'm used to sort of pitching, you know, the idea of events out to audiences. Yeah. So it was interesting to see someone pitch stuff at us. Back. There's always that balance of uh, just who, who you're interested in, who mm. do you want to get in, and then what's happening in the industry and who they want to project onto yeah. festivals. Mm. And there's the third one, really. So that's us being pitched at in two different ways, mm. if you like, by directly by the author and then also by, by their publishers and publicists and stuff. But then the third one is just people that we whose work we love or that we've encountered before or that we, you know, like Hannah Walker, Hannah Jane Walker, as an example, you know, she's part of our Associate Artists Programme. It was very important to us that we found a way to work with her and it just so happened that the timescale meant that we could we could um, have the premiere. So that's incredible. So it's a bit, of a bit of a mixture, really. It's also down to who's available. You know, it might mm -hmm. be there's a, there's a whole other festival that sits in your head that could have happened but didn't for a lot of reasons so that's you know obviously people aren't always available when when we need them to be and i guess with the city of literature strand with this festival in particular we very much look at we do look at individual authors but we also look a lot at ideas and discussion and yeah. debate so i yeah. think themes come into yeah. play a lot as well if we have a you know particular themes in that we've been discussing in the office or things yeah. that we know that are very kind of timely and prominent yeah um, i guess that informs kind of what it, you shape the it does as well. it's interesting though because for me the theme doesn't always come first it'll mm. be like we'll have we'll have pro it was kind of after even we'd programmed stuff mm. and i thought it's like wow look we've got that interesting theme around borders brexit politics mm. the turmoil we're in all that stuff so it can work both ways that the theme is, is programmed into or it's mm. kind of put on or shapes itself really mm. um but it's a lovely festival to programme because it's part of this bigger, amazing arts offer mm. across the city. It's very special to be involved in that and to be able to showcase some of the some of the great writers that we work with and mm. bring them to Norwich. So, um, so yeah, it's been really fun putting it together. Yeah, and if we if we look at some of the events that are coming and the people that are going to be there, yeah, uh, we've certainly on the website we've split it down into kind of five journeys. Yeah. So themed things to help people kind of find their way through the programme because you know just the city of literature has a lot of events. Yeah. Before I think that, you even yeah. get into the rest of the festival. Yeah, I think there's about 20 events just over the City of Literature weekends. Um, we devised these kind of journeys this year as a way of grouping events together, as you say, by kind of theme or topic. Um, so we looked at uh, adventures in fiction. Uh, uh, we've got a poetry strand. Um, we've got a strand called The Fascinating and the Fantastic, which looks at quite a lot of the sort of creative non-fiction titles um everything from kind of the, the the mysteries of blood 
to uh, the spectacle of illusion, which looks at the sort of the evolution of magic and illusion. Um, we've also got perspectives from women writers, uh, particularly on the Friday. I think we've got a really strong lineup of um, female writers, uh, and we also have a literary look at contemporary Britain, um, which as uh, Peggy mentioned sort of we've got an, an event that we we kind of titled in in the office as Brexit boys a, a look at Brexit and how that's sort of shaping our country at the moment um, and we've got Priyamvada Gopal who is uh, speaking about her new book Insurgent Empire and lots of people probably know of her from Twitter book more than four events four events or more you get discounts off each of your tickets as well so it's a really nice way to plan your bank holiday weekend definitely i love the, i love the journeys that, that you guys have done actually just because i think it can be quite overwhelming a festival program and understanding why certain events are there and what themes mm. you might expect to encounter I, mm. I, I love that i think that when you work within a festival you know exactly what's likely yeah. to happen. But actually, if you've never been to a book festival, mm. you might not, you know, you might, I've encountered people who, uh, you know, they wonder, do I have to have read the book? Is it, you know, yeah. and, and no, you don't. It's just, you can come and, and you know, and, and discover it for the first time. But, um, so I think stuff like this is really a great way in because mm. it's a little hand-picked curation of some of the best bits. Yeah, and I think Norfolk and Norwich Festival always has a very relaxed atmosphere about it mm. so it takes place primarily in Chapelfield Gardens it's a lovely park and there's the big Spiegel tent that gets set up every year uh, there's pizza there, there is there's pizza. pizza there's the bar that's open all weekend and so many people just come and congregate in the gardens yeah. don't they even if they don't end up going to a show I think lots of people just hang out there with their families it's a really sort of family friendly environment I love Norfolk and Norwich Festival I think it just feels feels like the beginning of summer for mm. me that's that with you know that month onwards May onwards Norfolk and Norwich Festival and the Spiegel Tent going up in Chapelfield Gardens mm. is the beginning of summer like mm. Christmas but not it is yeah. <laughs> hot Christmas yes yeah yeah and yeah yeah, it takes over the whole city and as well as the kind of stuff that we're putting on you get all these crazy shows happening just around town just kind of popping up where you don't expect it with just acrobats doing things I mean are you guys pieces. going to other th I, I am both excited and nauseated and terrified by the trapeze guy yes. going to walk across yes the, is that the, the opening I think that's the yes. opening event isn't it I'm definitely going to go to that mm. and maybe look up I don't know I might just stand there and not look <laughs> up it's just a bit ask, a bit ask someone else to tell you what's happening um, but I also wanted to recommend a show which I happen to have already seen I saw at the Edinburgh Festival mm. and it was so good that I would love to tell people to go and see Dressed. Mm, which I is, remember you mentioned yeah. that to me, actually. That's that great. That really good. And that's um, a performance piece. For Amazing Young Women, yeah, it's a, it's a play. Um, I, I just thought it was, it was really incredible, really like, had a huge impact on me, that play. Um, and I think that it'll only be, I think that was their debut at Edinburgh, so I'm sure it'll have come even further mm. since then. But it was um, off, it's at the garage. Uh, here's the Lydia and I only wears clothes she has made for friends tell her story so it's you know sounds great and that's yeah. on the 24th which is a Friday mm. so that's the day after Hannah Jane Walker's highly sensitive as yes, well yes it is mm. yeah what are you guys looking forward to in the City of Lit programme may I ask what are your highlights uh, gosh I'm looking I'm actually looking forward to a lot I think I really enjoy the programme this year I'm particularly looking forward to uh, Universal Women with Ida and Sinead uh, I've got Sinead's book of essays, constellations lined up as my next thing to read, so I'm very excited about that. And of course, Sarah Hall in conversation with Lila as well. Uh, just love Sarah Hall. We've oh. had a, we've hosted her a couple of times. She's just fantastic. Um, and I love that the, the Friday events. There's a, you know a lot to do with kind of just brilliant 
very intelligent, fascinating women mm-hmm. talking about you know really important topics. We're talking of which as well, I'm I'm looking forward to Sarah Perry mm. doing the Harriet Martin lecture because she's always interesting and entertaining she's... and makes it look a bit effortless. She's so entertaining, isn't she? <laughs> she's yeah. she's just a force to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and we've had a little. We can maybe do a little spoiler here. Mm. Um, we think that she's going to be talking about um, Essex girls, yeah. so incredible women from from these here parts. So yeah. that will only be a combination, maybe I mean, heaven. Yeah, you know. she'll throw that together. Just, just yeah, as you say, it will look effortless, but it will just be mind blowing, won't it? I'm sure mm. it will. Um, I'm also quite looking forward because I'm quite a. Uh, a true crime fan in many ways The Unnatural Causes with Dr Richard mm. Shepherd, I think is going to be really up my street and so I've got that that's my other book to read after Sinead's book so I've got my books for NNF lined up that's that I want to get through I'm going to try and get along to the Page Against the Machine as well mm. which is like a kind of supercharged Page Against the Machine yes mm. and that's yeah with in collaboration with the Book Hive in Strangers Hall I haven't been in the gardens in Strangers Hall actually so that would be a lovely opportunity to just grab a book and have a a chill out and a read. I'm so pleased we managed to have a page actually because mm. as, as we have hitherto now discussed it's such a lovely format very mm. simple just you know I think that one's sold out though mm. um, unfortunately fully booked but um, but pages every Wednesday so you can yeah. walk along to the yeah. book hive. You just have to sit outside on the street and read as well. Just read wherever you are <laughs> that's what I say. Just form a reading queue <laughs> yeah. I think would be You yeah. are allowed to read when you're not at page against you the are. machine. Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to have favourites in this game, obviously, um, but there are, there are a couple of events I'm especially excited mm. about as, as a programmer, and they are uh, Dragon Hall After Dark. Yes. And that's in partnership with our brilliant friends at the Poetry Translation mm. Centre, who do brilliant work um, bringing poetry to wider um, audiences and, and readers. They have, um, I think, just last week kicked off their tour with Adelaide Ivanova and her translator, Rachel Long. Mm. And Adelaide has written, um, and I have had a little glimpse of this in advance, um, a a really beautiful collection of poems called The Hammer. That's it in English. And she's Brazilian. She Mm. was based in Berlin. And the poetry really looks at very difficult, dark things, you know, heavy things, Mm. but it does it in such a lightness of touch and an imaginative way and Mm. a play with language that I think is just beautiful and compelling yeah I think a lot of the the sort of the reviews and the conversation around that um and collection talks about it you know being very a very empowering book Mm. so it might talk about uh yeah a lot of different difficult subjects but actually it's very Mm. very empowering in the wake of kind of the me too movement and all those sorts of things absolutely that and they're going to be chatting with Molly Naylor, no less. So that's, oh, that's only, ever, only ever a good thing. Mm. So that's going to be a really lovely event, part performance, part sort of conversation. Mm. And I I mean, I love hearing about um, kind of getting under the bonnet mm. of books, you know, mm. that kind of geeky line by line, you know, why did you do it that way? So mm. that's even more exciting when it comes to working with translators. So yeah. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of that for any translation fans. And, and they're going to be speaking um, in performing in Portuguese and in English yes, aren't they which I think absolutely. is you know I don't speak Portuguese but I imagine it will still sound beautiful yeah. and it'll be lovely to kind of absorb and then hear them talk about the translation yeah. afterwards absolutely and the other one I wanted to mention is uh, an event we're calling Fire and Rain and that's with Jan Carson and Inua Ellums um, and Jan was one of our international literature showcase people some some while ago and I'll mm. tell a funny little story when we were in Norwich and a woman in the street just randomly started shouting across the road, hey, are you Jan Carson? It's the real Jan Carson. The real Jan Carson. Um, and Jan thought I'd paid this woman good money to, to do that. But I haven't. And maybe that maybe you're there. and Maybe you're out there and you'll come along. But basically, um, yeah, Jan's coming back to Norwich 
with her second novel, mm. which is called The Fire Starters. Um, and it's this really dizzying, inventive, um, funny, but dark as well, um, story about um, Northern Ireland and mm-hmm. set in Belfast at the time of the, the bonfire season, as, as we call it, in July, mm-hmm. when everything sort of kicks off. And I'll say no more about that. Mm-hmm. You have to read it yourself, um, or not. Just come in here, Jen. And she's on with Inua Ellums, and Inua's book is called The Half God of Rainfall, um, and it's a very slim novella. And, and uh, Inua's book is, um, is really about... Uh, Pride Park, kind of female revenge. It's um, set across mythologies. Mm-hmm. He is a, a, an incredible speaker and thinker. And he's I think a perfor- is he a performance he's poet a performance as well? Poet. So he's, he's a theatre maker. He's just multi talented, to be honest. I can imagine um, this event going beyond just you know people's idea of two two writers sitting on stage and just sort of back and forthing with each other. I can imagine there'll be a really great kind of performative element. Honestly, I think it's just going to lift your brain from your head and throw yeah. it against the wall. Yeah, so well, that. there you go. I think you put that as the strap line for this event. <laughs> <laughs> so they're my two that I just couldn't not mention. And the other thing I just wanted to mention is also the path to publication, which is our celebration with Granta of oh, yeah. 40 Granta years magazine. of their magazine. Uh, and we've actually, for the last month, been putting up some great articles on the website, which are sourced from various back issues of Granta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've also provided us with some really excellent kind of how-to guides of uh, reading lists for literary magazines, how to submit to literary magazines. And also, if you go back on the podcast, we have a wonderful interview with Ros Porter, who's the deputy editor. So this is kind of the culmination of that entire celebration, and mm. they're coming up from London to come and take part. So yeah, we've got uh, a former editor, Ian Jack, and Guardian columnist, um, along with the present editor, uh, Sigrid Rising. Mm. And they're just going to be kind of opening the archive for us a little bit and yeah. telling us what it was like back in the day, what it's like now, um, you know, just sharing their stories. So we're really excited. We love Granta. Yeah. We're really excited to, to welcome them to Dragon Hall. I and, think this past um, month of sort of celebrating Granta and opening the archives has really proven just how valuable literary magazines like that are. Oh, they've they've yeah. sort of showcased so many amazing writers in the yeah. past. Um, and I think this event will be, as you say, a sort of a nice combination of celebrating the, the past, but also talking, sort of offering insider kind of knowledge about how to submit to literary magazines. So if anyone's interested, you know, as a writer, about how you go about submitting to granter and publications that are kind of similar to that, I think this would be a really useful... Um, event for that as well. Can you believe this is my actual job that I just get to go to literary events? That's just unreal. Peggy's always jet setting. 16 year old self, look what happened. Yeah, it's absolutely (laughs) unreal. Um, So I'm very pleased, but I'll be around. We'll all be I think a lot of us are going to lots of different things across the weekend. Definitely. I just, yeah, even when I'm not working, I'll probably swing by to see a few things because I can't not really looking at the lineup. Yeah. May is a hectic time, but it's also a hugely rewarding time, yeah. I think. And just being part of the city during Norfolk and Norwich Festival as well is just really magic. And it's lovely to see all of these different organisations come together, all these different art forms. Um, it's definitely one of my favourite months of the year. Yeah, so you can find NNF programme brochures all around the city you can um, or head over to their website at nnfestival.org.uk that's the one uh, and you can find out specifically about our stuff of course over at the national centre for writing.org.uk website um, so yeah thanks to everyone for listening thank you Peggy for coming in and you, talking to us about it all thank you Steph what a pleasure and uh, I'm sure we will see lots of people at the various events if you'd like to get in touch you can find me on Twitter at Tarnamus and Steph I am at Steph X McKenna What's the X stand for, Steph? I don't know. It's just a little, just fills in the gap, doesn't it, between Xanadu. Yeah. 
<laughs> Xavier. Steph, Xavier. I'm going to go back. with Xanadu. <laughs> and what's yours, Peggy? Hugh's Peg. Oh, that's that's, that's <laughs> oh, anticlimactic. <laughs> It's a bit silly when I'm in the room with Peg, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Normally we're very professional when we do this. You can find the National Centre for Writing on Twitter and Instagram at Writers Centre, on Facebook if you search the National Centre for Writing, and sign up to our e-newsletter online at the National Centre for Writing website, and we'll send you regular emails about everything we've got coming up, including news, uh, events, workshops, competitions and residency opportunities. Thanks again, keep writing, and we'll catch you on the next episode when we're going to be exploring what it means to be a UNESCO City of Literature, something Norwich shares with 27 cities around the world. Mm -hmm.